in case I get stopped and frisked. Right on, right on. Welcome to Racer's Alley here at Mini Radio in the heart of the mission. Well, let's see here. It's a beautiful, uh, nice rainy day out here. And uh, just rolled in myself. And uh, let's see here. We're trying to get the sucker to start recording. But uh, as usual, we have a little technical difficulty. But anyhow, uh, welcome to Racer's Alley here in the heart of the mission. And uh, let's see here. Mutiny Radio. Let's see. Boy, Brian, I'm having a problem over here. So, uh, yeah. Well, we'll probably uh, figure out how to record it. No matter what it's recording, we just got to figure out how to record it over here. Anyhow, uh, let's see. Um, welcome to Mutiny Radio, Racer's Alley, Heart of the Mission. And uh, today we're going to have a great show. Boy, uh, we're having a return guest here, uh, John D. Huggins from All Motorsports Flagging. Uh, what's great is a lot of racing's kicking off this uh, this weekend and uh, these coming months, uh, uh, March and April in particular. So it's going to be really, really cool to get some guests on to let us know as far as uh, the race weekend and what's going on with, uh, I guess, uh, the schedules. And also as far as uh, track days and such, uh, we'll be having schedules uh, for those guys as well. Uh, what's nice about uh, John, he'll give us a kind of a refresher course to, you know, uh, go over what's going on at the track and uh, what we always forget, you know, do we forget a fire extinguisher? Uh, what is the uh, yellow flag for? What's the yellow wing flag for? That type of stuff. So it's always nice to know uh, a little refresher course what to uh, go over when we go back on the track. So that's very, very cool. So anyhow, uh, John will be back here with all motorsports flagging. And uh, for... Uh, our second guest, uh, first time uh, guest here is uh, Brock McAllister, uh, a pretty big name in uh, motorcycling. Uh, he runs uh, Supermoto Schools and also uh, he uh, runs the uh, Supermoto USA organization, which uh, is uh, big as far as racing goes. So it'll be really, really nice to hear from Brock as far as uh, what's going on with the Supermoto Schools, what it takes to do so. I know he does have some uh, uh, races and uh, weekends going on uh, soon, so it'll be great to hear the schedule. As far as Supermoto USA, again, it's always nice to hear about racing here on Racers Alley, so we'll get the uh, shindig on what's going down there. And uh, from there, uh, like I mentioned earlier, we'll go over a couple of race notes. Uh, Wade will be here shortly. Again, it's raining, so it'll probably slow us down a little. But, um, well, like usual, <laughs> let me figure out what's going on with our recording uh, here at uh, Racers Alley at Mutiny Radio. We always get off to a funny start, but uh, it wouldn't be a show if we didn't have something going on. So, uh, Milk Crate, do we got something going today? Yeah, we got a little Judas Priest to start you off with. Got to play a track one, side one, <laughs> so we can get set up quick here. Yar, yar. All right. Uh, we'll be back to you uh, shortly. Welcome to Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio.
Tom right on. Welcome back to Racers Alley here at uh, Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. And uh, anyhow, uh, holy moly, let's see here. Wade Boyd just uh, rolled in, uh, subculture racing, and uh, my earphones aren't working, so that's always funny. Something ain't working here. But uh, anyhow, uh, yeah, so like I mentioned earlier, uh, we're going to have John B. Huckins call in from All Motorsports Flagging. And uh, he's, uh, boy, last time we had him here was on October 15th. So literally, I think it was like maybe our last show last year. And, uh, you know, with COVID last year, it was kind of funny as far as our shows go. And nothing really was going on. So it was nice to hear uh, from John. And uh, now that it started the season, AFM rounds uh, this weekend, uh, actually, uh, 20th, uh, 21st, <laughs> I believe. So that'll be great that he's there and uh, go over all the things we need to go over when we first start the season because we all forget these little things like uh, fire extinguishers and such. But uh, anyhow, that being said, um, let's see. Our second caller is going to be uh, Brock McAllister, a big name in racing. Uh, he uh, runs super, motor school, super Moto Schools, and uh, <coughs> if you want to go out there and learn how to run around a track on a supermotored bike, that's the best way to do it. And he also runs Supermoto USA, so it'll be nice to hear from him and uh, know exactly what the uh, schedule is going to be and what uh, Supermoto schools entails and the type of schedule and classes they have. So that's really cool as well. Uh, just like motocross, if you go Supermoto uh, racing, you're going to be a very fast road racer. Uh, definitely helps out learning to slide around and such, so that's pretty cool. Uh, how you doing, Wade? Good. Good. Here you are. <laughs> Just getting in. It's nice and wet out there, ain't it? Yep. Um, um, I have to thank the CHP officer who just pulled me over and let me go. Ruh -ruh. <laughs> I was only doing 95. I'm trying to get past everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we on the freeway or getting through? On the freeway. It's, it's just fuzz out there. I just got to get in front. Yeah, well, it's all kind of misty from the rain and such. Uh, and, of course, you know, that's a safe speed because the faster you go, the less rain hits you. And uh, so what happened? <laughs> I, I, it took my time. I had to pull over on Army Street. And he told over, and he goes, what are you doing? Oh, you, you've acted strange. It's like, what? I'm not, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Anyhow. Fishing for a DUI. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I haven't had anything to drink or whatever. I'm in a hurry. <laughs> and I got to be in the lead. Otherwise, you can't see nothing. I didn't see him coming. Well, I'm surprised he didn't go, shouldn't you uh, not be riding in the rain this fast at your age? There you are. <laughs> was no. he surprised at all? <laughs> uh, I'm a little surprised. Uh, he, what he, I was, he was a youngster, and what he did say was, I've been to 20 crashes today, tw car crashes. So what if one of them hits you? Well, uh, if one of them hits me, no matter what speed I'm doing, I'm dead. <laughs> well, so I'd okay. rather be fast dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, got to be safe out there, and uh, at least he let you off. That's nice. He probably had to yeah. well, more important things to do or whatever. So Yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. But it's anyhow, always good. Thanks a lot, <laughs> Senor. Well, thanks, CHP. I know you guys are you know, have a hard time out there. I, I have law enforcement and family, so, you know, uh, thanks for letting Wade off, and uh, you're here for that one. <laughs> and uh, for all of you out there in the rain today, be safe out there because, uh, yeah, like you said, there's a bunch of cars out there doing crazy shit, and uh, they don't know how to drive. Yeah, they hydroplane real easy. And they're not doing they're not doing anything to pay attention to driving. So no, they uh, got we telephones, and and I was watching some guy like yesterday. He was watching TV <laughs> and yeah. the telephone, and and <laughs> and the car was driving itself, right? Yeah. You know, nowadays they can do that. So you are. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, welcome to Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio. Here we are. Uh, Bill Crape Ryan spinning tunes, which is awesome. And uh, Wade Boyd, Subculture Racing, is our co-host. And uh, for you, those of you out there, uh, our listeners, 
I'm going to try and remember more to actually, you know, let you know where we're at. And uh, when we talk about stuff, try and, you know, give you an idea what we're talking about. Like uh, Thunder Hill would be a track up north in the Willows, that type of thing, and a road race course. Uh, so, uh, you know, um, yeah, guys, look out for that when I kind of wander off and don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah, wh which Willow are you talking about? Exactly. <laughs> talking about that. Yeah, I got the armor schedule, Wade. So, uh uh, I did uh, look her up, and uh, American Historic Racing Motorcycle Association. Yay. <laughs> so uh, I won't get that wrong from now on because I had to write it out, so I took the time there. And uh, anyhow, um, Streets of Willow, Wade, like you mentioned, uh, March, uh, they're going to be uh, off, and then uh, April 24th and 20, uh, I'm sorry, 30th and the 2nd. So they're going to be there for, th for a few two days. Two uh, weeks. Uh, at Road Atlanta. And uh, from there, um, oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm looking at the wrong schedule here. Let me get my uh, glasses on straight. So, uh -oh. Arma, uh, April 16th through 18th, they're at Streets of Willow. And 23rd to 25th, they're at the Big Course. So, they're going to be doing a couple of races there. Yeah. So, we'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, we got a phone call. So, uh, we'll just uh, no, keep I'm on going here. Yeah, Anyhow, um Let's see here. Where are we? Oh, okay. So uh, last show, uh, Hawk Mazata Moto Camp was in and uh, gave us a holler. Uh, right now, we can't really have any guests due to COVID. So what we're basically doing is getting call-in guests, which is nice. Uh, hopefully, one of these days, we can get more than one guest call-in at a time. But uh, Hawk Mazata Moto Camp is really cool. Uh, they teach uh, kids, uh, women, uh, guys. They have classes and courses uh, how to do motocross. They have several type of uh, courses as well, uh, you know, from motocross to, uh, you know, just general flat track. And they, they get you out there, uh, get you comfortable on the dirt. Uh, they do supply uh, bikes and gear, so that's really, really great. Uh, and you can always get a hold of them at uh, www.hawkmazadamotocamp.com. And uh, very, very important, this uh, this weekend they're going to have a uh, Backyard Burner Series. And, uh, wait, that would be kind of a fun thing. Uh, looks like they're going to have uh, six races throughout the day. Uh, and uh, they're actually going to have a series. And uh, that's going to be really neat. Backyard Burner Series uh, this Saturday, uh, uh, March 20th, round one. Hawk Mazana Motor Camp. Really, really cool. And it uh, looks like uh, they're going to get uh, sponsored trophies by uh, Coastal Woodworks. So it's always no need wow, to get nice. a trophy. Yeah, right? You know, uh, uh, Katie Shewells Wakeman makes our tr trophies, I believe, for the dirt bags. Is it uh, uh, up until a couple of years ago, she made them. Yeah, yeah so I that think. That was really cool. And also, I believe, uh, a couple of uh, our little uh, races here in the city. So that's very, very cool. So anyhow, uh, very, very cool. Hawkman's Automotive Camp. They're going to be having a big shindig this Saturday, uh, March 20th going to be the backyard burner series so uh and where's that at let's see that's a good question <laughs> i tried to look that up but i didn't i was in a hurry i didn't quite find it but i did get the www.hawkmazadomotocamp.com and uh in a break here i'll try and look up exactly where they're at and uh get it back to you on that so yeah we'll find it out and uh, go from there also um i guess what's uh, also is coming up uh, this weekend got a, got a few things going on uh including the afm races uh Tyler gave us a holler not too long ago, and Augie, uh, they're from Fun Track Days. You know those boys. They've been on a couple of years now, I guess. And um, March 20th and 21st, uh, this weekend, they're going to be having Fun Track Days over at Thunder Hill. Um, what's really, really neat – actually, I didn't write Thunder Hill, but it should be. But uh, what's really neat is um, nowadays it seems like the track days are di having different type of uh, configurations. And uh, – 
what's really, really neat is uh, they can do that. So what's happening at uh, uh, Fun Track Days is they're going to have Saturday a 10-turn course and then Sunday a 7-turn course. So each day you have a different Ooh, configuration, nice. I guess, which actually uh, you know stirs thing, uh, things up and makes things different and uh, keeps you on your toes. But, yep. uh, yeah, it's, it's really neat, actually, that they can do that. And uh, I believe it's going to be counterclockwise. Nowadays, there's a bunch of configurations. I'm an old AFM racer. I just knew the course one way. So nowadays they have various ways, and this one's going to be counterclockwise, whatever that means. And, uh, counterclockwise. So yeah. <laughs> I've never been on it, so we'll see. Anyhow, uh, like I said, uh, March 20th, uh, Saturday is going to be 10 turns, and Sunday, 7 turns, and uh, fun track day. So uh, hit them up, Tyler and Augie great time what's really really cool about them as well is uh in between you know as far as uh, entry level if you go there they have classes so uh if you go out in the first session come on in go in into the class and they'll go over things like you know uh, uh breaking markers uh leaning turning that type of thing whatever's going on during the session and they'll uh, go over it you can ask questions go back out again the next break go in and uh, review everything and they'll go over a next segment of the course so that's pretty pretty neat fun track days does have a you know during the breaks you can go in and, and uh, get instruction as far as what you just did which is really really cool so yeah anyhow um, that being said like I mentioned AFM will be out at uh, Button Willow this weekend I won't be there unfortunately but uh, it's my mom's birthday but uh, anyhow um, I will be there next month but uh, Button Willow and uh, like I mentioned uh, they will be there this weekend, the 20th, 21st. Uh, what's really, really neat is they're going to actually have a racers-only track day. Uh, you can actually camp there uh, Thursday through Saturday. The gates are going to be open all night. Unlike some places where you have to kind of get there at midnight, you're kind of stuck till 6 to get in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Willow Springs, I was out, I've been out there sleeping on the ground. Uh, I've been out in front of a gate before sleeping in the, tr in the car, yeah. So what's neat about uh, that is they're going to have uh, the gates open all, all night. So uh, you can go there and, uh, you know, set up camp and uh, relax. And uh, that way it's not all stressful in the morning, which is really, really cool, actually. So, uh, yeah, so racers uh, only track day uh, this Friday, uh, the 19th, which I guess is tomorrow. Shit. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, wow. Yeah, right? We're already there. But uh, they'll have a track day. They're going to have uh, fuel there. Uh, they're basically going to run a couple of groups. Uh, $145 for a full day and $90 for a half day. So pretty, pretty cool. Uh, you know, they run like regular things, 7.30 registration, 8 o'clock riders meeting. Then you can start up your bike and go out there and uh, dial it in for the first part of the season. Um, and like I said, it's racers only, no street bikes. Uh, they, 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 they're kind of oh. gearing up. Nope, we are. No glass out there. Oh. Got to wi wire everything. No oil either. So, uh, yeah, if you need fuel, just give them a holler. Uh, they'll have food, showers, ice available, all that good stuff. Uh, you can give the racers only track day. You can give them a holler at 661-764-5333. Now, I got to start writing larger or, you know, uh, something like that. But uh, anyhow, I can't read my own writing, but 661-764-5333. Uh, you can call Button Willow for the racers only track day. Again, that's tomorrow, so we're right there already. And, um, boy, talking about that, I think it's going to be clear tomorrow. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any rain in the forecast. Yeah, it's going to be nice tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be nice on my birthday on Saturday, I heard. Ooh. And even right. nicer on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm old and gray and 35. <laughs> 35. 35. <laughs> boy, oh, I could only wish. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> right on, right on. Like I mentioned, a uh, lot of fun stuff. We're going to have the Hawkman's Automotive Camp uh, 
Uh, they're going to have their backyard, backyard murder series uh, this weekend. And like I mentioned, uh, Tyler and Augie, fun track days. They're going to have a fun time over there as well. Uh, seven turns uh, on Sunday and ten turns on Saturday, counterclockwise. You're a tongue twister there. So uh, that being said, uh, we also just had on our show uh, Oscar uh, from Race Pace Motorsports. What's really, really neat when I'm talking about this stuff is, uh, you know, Oscar has his uh, shop out of San Jose. He'll be at the first AFM round uh, with track support, which is really, really nice. Uh, he runs the Michelin Track Services. So if you ever have any questions on tires, you can go to the, uh, the pit there, uh, Race Pace Motorsports Pit. Uh, they'll hook you up with some Michelin slicks or uh, DOT uh, tires, which we talked about at our last show, which I guess you can drive on the street, uh, street after the track, that type of thing, which is neat. However, uh, Oscar uh, does like to uh, you know, communicate with the riders and racers. So if you do go to his booth, you know, be aware that uh, you can go back after a session and go, hey, man, you know, it felt this way, felt that way. He's not, he, d he doesn't like to actually post the uh, tire pressures, uh, like sometimes uh, uh, certain folks will do, uh, set it up before you go out, hot, warm, that type of thing. Um, he tends to let you know, depending on your bike, your type of riding, how heavy you are, all that good stuff, when it comes to tire pressures and stuff. So, so it is a little bit more personable uh, that way. And uh, that way, uh, let's say you go out, do a couple of sessions, uh, have a little uh, questions as far as, uh, uh, you know, uh, feel, that type of thing, feedback. Go back to them, you know, play with the idea of, okay, well, maybe uh, a pound less or a pound up will make a difference because it really really does tire pressures remember that time we yeah. had the uh, urban motor one and you know yeah. that one had too much tire but in willow we, we were there down there for a testing and so i was sharing a bike with somebody i got x amount of time to ride it we switched our tires i had to wear it riding these tires uh, we went to the tire guy and he, he put 50 pounds in it we went back he didn't say anything at all <laughs> went back i figured they were close they were right uh, put them on. We got in a hurry. We didn't have time to check the tire pressure. Don't, don't, and don't. I go out. I go. Come back. This thing feels funny. Uh, I don't. I can't go that fast. What's what's tire pressure? Fifty pounds. Whoa. Yeah, that was a that was a fresh bike. Had a whole lot of work on it. And uh, yeah, it's the little things, you know. And uh, the little things, tire pressure makes a huge difference yeah. when you go out there. You know, I, I've been there myself. You know, uh, you forget things like uh, forgetting to fill up on gas and. Yeah. <laughs> Similar thing. One one time when I was at the TT riding the sidecar, um, they got a ground clearance rule. It was 80 millimeter. Watch out for the old man with the brick. 80 millimeter brick. <laughs> slam. Bam. So they said, pump up your tires. Uh, put 50 pounds in it. Roll right through. Ah, but okay. same thing. We got through. We got busy. We got too busy to let the tire pressure out. Ah. So don't ever do that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you got you got to readjust it. You forgot. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was always good to have a list. You know, I, I do have a clipboard, but um, you know, you, you get under the heat of the day, that type of thing. You run you know, out of time. You run out of time, like eating. You know, it's always good mm -hmm. to be properly. Always uh, have your nourished. snacks ready and all that. Yep, snacks, fluids, that type of thing. Uh, I I know I've been caught off guard at Willow Springs once. I damn near made myself sick. Uh, you know, didn't hydrate. Salt pills, yar yar, that type of thing. You know, so. All those little things are important. So, uh, you know, very, very nice to have Oscar with uh, Race Pace Motorsports out there giving us a hand. And like I said, he's, his shop's out of San Jose, which is really, really cool. And that being said, you know, uh, along with tires, what really, really matters is your suspension. Dave Moss was on our show, and uh, 
he uh, mentioned a lot about, uh, and we all know about that, uh, treating a bike with a suspension makes a huge difference. I mean, you can buy a bike, you know, go out in the fa track the first couple of times, but um, once you get an idea of what you're doing with your braking and, your, and, your, and you know, uh, looking where you're going, that type of thing, throttle <laughs> control, you're going to start noticing the bike's reacting differently. And, and a big deal is suspension, uh, along with tire pressure. They all work together to, to, to keep you on the course, as well as, you know, make you comfortable, because there's nothing worse than a bike bouncing around on you and uh, getting all twittery uh, to make you feel a little nervous. So Dave Moss is out there. He'll be out there at the AFM races as well, uh, Buttonwilla. And, um, yeah. It's always uh, always nice to have a, an idea of what's going on. So uh, he mentioned, uh, uh, as far as his track day services, if he can, if he if he does have time, he go go talk to him. What he likes to do on the race day is talk to him, um, adjust your suspension, go out and run it, make notes, maybe talk to him a little later. So it's more of a you know uh, uh, working on the race day. But otherwise, track days uh, before that. Uh, He'll help spend a lot more time with you as well and uh, get you dialed in and get a better understanding of what's going on as well. Because uh, once you get your suspension and your tires dialed, you're ready to go fast. It's always really, really cool. And, uh, you know, uh, good luck, uh, actually, Dave. Uh, I think you're sticking a 740, uh, a 1098 motor and a 748 for the Open Twins class. So that'll be a handful. Cool. <laughs> right? Nice. Yeah, you are. All right. Well, let's see here. Um, <laughs> let's take a little break before uh, our first caller, uh, all sports, all motorsports flagging, uh, John calls in. And, uh, no, great. What do we got? I'm going to play a little Devo for you. Devo. Yari you are. Welcome back to uh, Racer's Alley here at Mutiny Radio.
are. Welcome back to Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio. And uh, look like we got a call in from all, spo- all motorsports flagging. Uh, I think John is on the line. The milk crate, what do we got? Hey. John, you out there? Yeah, yeah, right here. How you guys doing? Oh, doing great. Good to hear from you again. Uh, yeah, our, our phone line every now and then is really, really low. we got to kind of work on that a little bit and maybe get a couple of lines. But uh, great to hear from you again. Uh, I was mentioning last Thank time you, you called was on October 15th of last year. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, uh, right before I was going out to Vegas, I believe. And uh, actually, we had a lot of events last October. I was uh, at Laguna Seca. I got to watch inaugural Harley Bagger race. It was great. I was right at the bottom of turn eight, which, as you know, is the corkscrew. Yay. Uh, and that was just something amazing to watch, and I had so much fun doing it. I can't imagine seeing those big old oil tankers running down there. <laughs> oh, so many. Like, all you hear was, like, scraping, and you couldn't tell where it was scraping from, but it would come right in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it must have been a handful, I imagine. Great. So how you doing? Yeah, a lot of fun. I'm doing well. Everything's good, man. Everybody here and my family is well. No COVID, uh, no COVID cases. I'm 50% vaccinated and uh, <laughs> looking to move along, you know, open up and move along. Yeah, I was just talking to Milk Crate. He just got his first shot here, so hopefully it'll be uh, – he's 50% vaccinated as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where are the other 50%? <laughs> you go, man. You have to have a sign or you know, maybe a face mask that says 50% vaccinated and little slide lever where we can move it up to 100%, you know. Exactly, like the fun meter that Wade wears around. So uh, are you going to be at the, are you going to be running the races this weekend? I'm not running the races. I'll be up there just working a turn. Uh, You know, I I like to go to AFM. They're a bunch of fun people. Uh, I'm not sure if you know, but they are the longest running organization in motorcycle racing in the United States. Um, and it's just a fun experience, whether you've ever done it before or not. Uh, you know, it's it's great. They're a great bunch of people. Uh, they feed you lunch. They have dinner Saturday night for you. Uh, we usually camp uh, unless it's raining. And, uh, but it's, you know, it's a great experience. And I'll be up there with my buddy DJ. Uh, you've had him on the show before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think I just talked to him on the face of my book earlier. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dwayne Grimman, yeah, huh? Yeah. Right on. Yeah, I actually met him. I actually met him uh, working at Advan- uh, at Laguna Seca several years ago, and uh, you know he's worked for me several times, and it's you know. Well, you it's know, a it's family thing. Well, it is a giant family in a sense, and you know, I try to mention a lot of you know, without without the you know, flaggers, uh, the support crew out there, the AFM or any race organization. I mean, we really wouldn't be out there doing anything, and uh, it's very very important to kind of recognize that. And I'm sure many racers do, because uh, you know, uh, we recognize you're out there in the middle, especially Willow Springs out there in the heat all day. You know, uh, it does definitely take its toll. Well, as a flagger, I definitely appreciate that, and I definitely pass along to people I speak to. Um, but, yeah, out there at Willow Springs, um, it can be really brutal. I mean, even in the winter, in the mornings, it's super cold. And so, like, the hardest part about my job, I tell somebody, it's like, if you want to come and check it out, the hardest part about it is what type of weather will it be? And can you stand it for eight hours? <laughs> yeah. after, after that, you know, if you can get past the weather – and get into the racing or whatever's going on in front of you, it's a great day, man. I mean, it's a great day to spend outside, you know? Yeah, but it does. Uh, it on the turn. 
it's not often that it's perfect. It's definitely hot a lot of times, and uh, like you mentioned earlier, uh, colder, especially up there in Willow. You know, uh, the mornings up there tend to be a little bit cooler, and uh, you know, absolutely, uh, especially this time of year. Yes, that's for sure. There was a, and, you know, say we're, we'll be at Button Willow, which is you know really relatively the same uh, this weekend, and you know that's my biggest fear is just the cold at night camping. You know, that's just part of the experience. You know, Irish whiskey can fix that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I myself have never really camped much. Wade, Wade's a big, uh, uh, you know, uh, stay uh, during the, the pits at night. And uh, I always hear it's a fun experience just to spend the whole time there. It's really, it's, it's half of the fun. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm all about a hotel if the, the situation <laughs> calls for it. But if you're able to camp, it's a lot of fun. You get to go around, you get to talk to the people that you flagged all day. You know, maybe you get to see the guy that crashed and say, hey, dude, what happened? You know, you chucked it, and this is what I saw, and, you know, you make a friend, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Bench racing, yeah. like Wade said, uh, Wade always says, you know, it's great to tell stories, you know, and get yeah. there. And yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, you always learn something from somebody's story. <laughs> you know, either the guy full of shit or maybe, you know, how to handle a turn better. And try not to hit the <laughs> snake out of Willow. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, like we mentioned earlier, uh, I think uh, AFM, uh, I think the first round for the uh, uh, Classic Superbike Racing Association, uh, they're going to have a, uh, a little bit of a, a reception on the Saturday night. I think it's going to be the third round of the AFM over in, uh, in uh, Thunder Hill. But uh, like you mentioned oh, earlier, yeah. it uh, definitely it's nice to be able to sit there and uh, have fun, you know, like you said, in between the races. Um, John, I have a question for you. Um, do you have any advice for the upcoming, you know, this is the start of the year. Is there something that you would uh, tell our listeners, the racers out there, uh, you know, a little advice uh, for the first time? You know what? Make sure you attend the writer's meeting. Okay? Huh. Not only make sure you attend the writer's meeting, pay attention. If you have a question, ask the question. But the writer's meeting is everything you need to know to start your day and to make it through your day. Well, yeah, safety-wise, of course, they're going to let you know about the, you know, the turns, uh, I mean, the flags as well, uh, all the different color, color flags. All that makes a huge difference. And uh, when to get on and when to get off the course, uh, I've been yelled at uh, by we Barbara. We will go through everything with you during our writers' meeting. You know, um, not all track day organizations are the same. Some, you know, have you stop on a red flag. Some have you just check up, slow down, and hit. You know, so really um, – Yep. No matter what you learned at your last track day, go to the writers' meeting because it might be different this time. Yeah, you're supposed to anyhow. Different guarantees. <laughs> well, that's that's good to know. You know, I, I I didn't know that. Like Wade says, you're supposed to anyhow, but that is true. You know, each organization runs things a little differently, and the last thing you want to do is Absolutely. is make an error because uh, out there, an error can cost quite a bit, especially at those speeds. So. Yeah, very, 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 very true yeah. on that. And, uh, yeah, so I heard, uh, I, I looked up the Button Willow. They're, they're going to be having a, a basically a camping Thursday through the weekend, and they're going to have the gates open all night. So uh, that that's going right. to make it a lot yeah. easier as well. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, people come in from all over, you know, mostly, you know, northern Southern California. Some people come in Arizona and Nevada as well, I'm sure. But, you know, like people arrive, you know, now everybody arrives between nine and five, so yeah, they, they have the gates open. Uh, you just have to sign in, and uh, you know most tracks right now are still practicing uh, the social distancing, yeah. and the mask, and everything. You know, and for me, I'm fine with it, really. You know, I am. 
Well, you know, it's important. And uh, thanks for mentioning that. Of course, uh, all my listeners out there, uh, yeah, definitely uh, remember social distancing. It's very easy to uh, go out there and forget in all the excitement. But th- that is still going on. So we kind of got to keep an eye out for that. And, uh, um, yeah, like you mentioned, uh, there is pre-registration and such like that to keep to keep folks uh, kind of safe. So that's pretty cool as well. And, yep, uh, absolutely. Right on. Hey, you pay attention to your flaggers. Go to your riders meeting. You know, pit with somebody who's been there before. You know, that's another good piece of advice. You know, you pit next to somebody that's been there before. They can tell you what to expect in the track. Maybe you could even follow them around. You know? Yeah. You learn something. Don't be afraid to learn ask something. someone. That is Absolutely, man. That, that is I true. 100%. Especially if you're a newbie out there, uh, it, uh, it's nice to have that. Uh, and talking about that, uh, I believe they're going to have, the AFM is going to have kind of a mentorship program going on here. So I'll have to look into that a little bit more to help new racers, that type of thing. So that, that'll be uh, cool. For right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right yeah, on, right on. They used to do that with, at Willow Springs International Speedway. They used to do that with the motorcycle club. They um, had a mentorship. Um, they would, you know, tell you, give us your zip code. If you're a new person, and we're going to pair you up with somebody the week before who's a, you know, a more experienced rider than yourself, and maybe you can travel up with them, you guys can meet and have coffee, and start your conversations before the track, you know? Wow. And, uh, and it was really a neat program. A lot of people were really excited about it. That's and, great. Uh, you know, it, it uh, went with the club, but, you know, hey, man, you know, still racing is here, so. Well, you know, that's not a bad, uh, you know, thing to mention and put out there for the other clubs because, number one, it it relieves a lot of stress for the newbies as well as, uh, you know, promotes the the organization. I mean, there's nothing but uh, good aspects about that. So, yeah, that's that's a very good idea. And uh, like I mentioned, I'll I'll have to look into the uh, AFM uh, mentor program. I believe uh, Mr. Goodman uh, actually uh, knows about that. I'm going to see. Yeah, I'm not too, too familiar with it. I only do one or two events with AFM a year. Um, because when they come locally to Buttonboro, and it's not really local for me, it's an hour and a half away, but um, most of their events is more up in the San Francisco, Thunder Hill area. So, you know, that's a little too far for me to drive, but uh, I'll be up there. Two-wheel track day is going to be up there uh, the Monday right after Laguna Seca, uh, Moto America, and there'll be a track day at, um, at Thunder Hill that I'll be running course control with. Okay, two-wheel track day? Yeah, two-wheel track day, the number two two-wheel track day. And uh, they're going to be out there uh, the Monday following Moto America, whatever day that is. Hey, my dog is outside. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> are you going to be running at Moto America? Are you going to be doing any work there? Yeah, I'm going um, to be going uh, and doing the weekend there and then, from Moto America, I'm going to go directly to Thunder Hill and do a track day there. And then, so probably Tuesday, I'm just going to pass out on the side of the road somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. Well, you know, that's that's a little bit of a head. You know, if we can get a hold of this COVID <laughs> stuff, give me a holler. We're kind of in between, and maybe we can accommodate you. We'll check it out as we get oh, closer. Awesome. <laughs> right on. Well, awesome. uh, John, uh, I was hoping to be able to see you this weekend, but uh, next race I plan on being out there and uh, definitely uh, come visit you and, uh, you know, put a face to the name. I don't think I'm going to be there the April event. I have something going on at no. Willow Springs. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of these 
these days we'll run into each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of these days we'll cross. But hey, can I mention a couple of events coming up? I was just going to say, if you ever have anything to mention, give us a holler or get a hold of me, you know, uh, privately, and I, I will, I will, you know, uh, mention whatever you want, relay whatever information for sure. Oh, okay, all right, sure. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a couple track days that coming up. If I could just shout out real quick. For right sure. Now. Okay, so on May 30th at. Uh, Horse Thief Mile at Willow Springs is going to be an all-female track day. Uh, that should be really neat. And July 2nd through 3rd in Utah, uh, there's going to be a three track day organizations putting on a two-day event. It's going to be Apex Assassins, Track Days with a Z, and the local club out there in Utah. And then Apex Assassins will be in Las Vegas April 11th, October 16th and 17th, and also November 13th and 14th. So find your local track day, look them up online, uh, get to a track day. Well, that's Thank great. Um, I'm hoping to have Richard on the show next weekend with uh, next week with Apex Assassins. So that's oh great, that's the cool. I hope so. Richard's a great guy, and let me tell you, he puts on a great track day. It is one of my favorite. It is actually my favorite club to work with. I, I'm not afraid to say. Well, that's awesome, and we look forward to hearing about that as well. And, uh, of course, the schedules, you know, we, we want to get everything, every, everyone here, uh, you know, informed of the track days that are going on, the races that are going on, just trying to spread the news and get everyone out there, you know. So, uh, right on. So I'll get a hold of you on the face of my book, and uh, get a, a, as, uh, as we get uh, closer to the Apex Assassins, I'll give you a holler as well and uh, go from there. Okay. All right. Sounds great. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling back again, John. Have a great weekend, and I uh, hope to meet you one of these days. <laughs> you as well. Thank you very much. All right. All cheers, right. mate. Cheers. Right on, right on. Bye. All right. Well, let's see here. Thank you for listening to Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio. And uh, what do we got here, Milk Crate? Uh, we got the B-52s next. B-52s. We're going to take a little break. I think it's, uh, it's a little bit before 7. We're going to have... Uh, Brock McAllister call in between uh, 7 and 7.30, and he runs the uh, Supermoto Schools in uh, Supermoto USA. So it'll be very cool to hear about the organization and the schedules for the year. Yari R. welcome back to Racers Alley.
UFOs. Unidentified flying objects which we have come to know as flying saucers.
they made different. Ready? Here we go. Uh, welcome back to Racers Alley here at Meet Me Radio in the heart of the mission. Uh, Wade Milkrate and I were just talking about, boy, oh boy, what to not put in your pockets when you're riding in case someone smacks you with their car. And uh, yeah, my What did you Chad. say is a bad one, Alex? Well, uh, the phone is what uh, really took my pal Chad out. You know, it's very easy to put your phone right there in your chest pocket. You mm-hmm. know, I am a phone and stuff. And uh, Someone, we were, we were, the reason this came about was those uh, Uber drivers, how they like to turn in front of you and, uh, you know, uh, try and take you out. And uh, You know well what else I heard causes a lot of injuries is the old uh, hipster keychain, the huh. people that keep their keys on their belt. I yes. hear from a lot of the paramedics that they end up pulling your keys out of your leg Whoa. if you crash with those. Yeah, anything that can poke you or, yep. or bump you. Or, that you makes know, sense. Yeah. yeah. 
do a little so bit clip of them a to your handlebars or something. That's usually what I try <laughs> yeah. to do. I got a backpack that way I just fly it and line it on, hopefully. But uh, anyhow, all right. So let's talk about something nicer. Okay, <laughs> uh, I mentioned earlier, uh, Pam Tastic. Uh, she runs uh, Mutiny Radio here, in the heart of the mission, and um, she has comedy clubhouses and such and workshops. So uh, on Mondays, if you want to be a comedian and learn how to be a comedian, she has a, a workshop and basically. Here with a few folks, you each have a few minutes to uh, get on stage, uh, run a joke by, work on that joke. You'll get uh, critiqued on it, and everyone in the class does the same thing. So it's really neat to kind of get used to being in front of someone as well as, you know, learn how to, um, I guess, structure the joke. Uh, you know, uh, learn how to uh, look at folks, uh, mannerisms, all that good stuff. So it's really, really cool. Fantastic here at Mutiny Radio has her comedy clubhouse on uh Mondays, and uh, you can always come by at 6 p.m. and, uh, you know, join in on that. That's uh, very, very cool to also help here at uh, Mutant Radio. As well as uh, Wednesday, she's running a, a show out now, uh, outdoor show. Uh, in the city now, they have a lot more parklets. Uh, Wade and uh, Milk Crate and I were just talking about that. Uh, Wade's better half. She's over at Berliner Berliner on Lower H. She runs a, a sausage shop. And uh, Milk Crate works over at Molotov's, a, a really cool bar, and they're across the street from each other. And... Uh, you know, uh, they got parklets out now, and uh, hopefully business will be getting back to normal uh, right now uh, with the COVID and all. So really, really cool. And uh, what they're doing now is outdoor shows and stuff, a lot of places here in the city. And uh, Pam has one over here right near uh, Mutiny Radio at Asiento. And uh, you cannot uh, have an excellent burger while they have outdoor comedy. And uh, so on Wednesdays, she's over here at Asiento at 7.30. And uh, very, very cool to have a bite to eat. And on uh, Friday, her main event goes on. She has Outdoor Comedy Clubhouse, and that's usually about uh, 7 o'clock. Uh, we used to have it in here at the studio, but unfortunately, uh, COVID came along, so all our stage and everything's kind of off limits. So uh, during the really, really quiet times of COVID, it was kind of nice where she had it outdoors where people were able to you know, uh, have a lot of space between them and, and listen to the show. So it brought a little bit of a joy out there in an otherwise uh, gloomy day. So that's really, really cool. On uh, Fridays here at Mutiny Radio, Pam Tassik has her uh, comedy clubhouse outdoors here at 7 o'clock. And uh, if you uh, wake up and uh, want to have a nice cup of coffee, you can also find her again at Atlas Cafe. Uh, well, if you're out late on a Friday, uh, she does the uh, brunch at 2 p.m., which is a perfect time over at Atlas Cafe here in the Mission. So, again, you can get some outdoor comedy. Uh, Pam Tastic runs the show here at Mutiny Radio, and it's really, really cool. Uh, that she has a bunch of comedy workshops and tries to help anyone out with the comedy and has shows out there to uh, help out the uh, outdoor uh, uh, dining and uh, keep our businesses uh, going, especially with the you know times the way they are right now. Here we are. Wade, uh, how's everything going over there in Berliner Berliner? Looking great. And Christine's going fine? Yeah, yeah. She busting it uh, all the time. That's awesome. Coming up with, with new uh, menu things and... Everything is really good stuff going on. I'll have to we'll have to hit her up and see if like uh, get a uh, weekly special on the show and uh, you know give her a shout out uh, what's going on for the next week. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good idea. Get, get they had they got the hungry. they had <laughs> the Burger Tuesday, which is kind of the best burger around. Um, but the, she came up with this other one called the Duna, or whatever, um, which is almost like the real Duna that you get uh, in Germany. And I said, you got you to gotta do that. And so that's really good. And uh, she's got another one, a little little bun um, 
filled with uh, shrimp. Ooh. All right. Just, uh, <laughs> just on and on and on. on. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to find out what those are and definitely uh, let the listeners out there out here know uh, exactly what we're, what we're dealing with. Yeah, I'm going to have to get a copy of the menu. That way we can go over it on the show for sure. Uh, Christine Subculture Racing as well, and uh, she runs a won- wonderful uh, place there at uh, Lower Hate called Berliner Berliner. Uh, she's a uh, sidecar passenger for Wade a number of years, uh, traveled all over the uh, world here, and, uh, uh, running sidecars with Wade, and even uh, completed the Isle of Man, which is uh, you know very, very rare for us folks here around here. So very, very cool. If you ever want to have a, a good sausage, good hamburger, a Berliner Berliner and Lower Hate, and uh, Pick up a beer across the street over at Molotov's and say hey to Milkshake. Right? That's right. Uh, yeah, come on <laughs> out and say hi. Yeah, I think uh, we got the parkland in front of Molotov's as well. And uh, let's see, uh, the hours, uh, what is it, 4 o'clock nowadays? Or? Yeah, Molotov's opens at 4 and closes around 9, 10 okay. on the weekends. 10 on the weekends. So we're starting to get back to kind of uh, okay uh, business hours. So at least we're uh, uh, able to go out to at least 9 nowadays. And uh, things are getting lighter, like Wade says, due to the time change. It's you know, nice to have a little bit of sunlight out there. and. You know, world's not all closed down, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you already are. So right on, right on. Um, we were mentioning the AFM earlier. Um, I forgot to mention, uh, Wade and I talked about this a bit. Uh, it's always nice to have pictures. You are. And uh, Max Klein with Oxymoron Photography, you know, he's out there at the track days. He's out there at the race days. And, uh, you know, uh, i got to have him back on the show, actually. It would be great to see uh, what he's up to in his schedule. But uh, if you're out there and Max is out there, chances are there's a really, really cool picture of you, you know, uh, going through a turn, you know, maybe doing a wheelie, something really cool, hopefully not flying through the air, uh, even though, you know, that's a kind of a priceless picture. But, uh, yeah, Max will always be there. You can always look him up uh, on Oxymoron Photography. You know, uh after the end of a track day weekend, you know, he's staying up all night. So Monday you can go look at them pictures and that type of thing. So uh, very, very cool, you know, pictures worth a thousand words, especially, you know, you got a girlfriend, uh, you got, uh, you know, sponsors, that type of thing. Uh, always nice to prove that you're out there doing something fun. And uh, who doesn't look cool on a race bike, right? Yar, right on, right on. So let's see here. Uh, I mentioned earlier I kind of got a list here of my track day schedules and uh Still a little off. I need a highlighter and uh, some better glasses. But uh, mentioned earlier, you know, fun track days are going to be uh, the 20th and 21st in March, uh, which is, uh, I guess, Saturday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to be at Thunder Hill, uh, the two mile west, uh, counterclockwise. And uh, the 20th, I think Saturday, they're going to have 10 turns. I think Sunday, they're going to have seven turns. So each day is going to be a different course. Which is actually pretty cool because, uh, you know, you, you get, I, I think you get more bang for your buck, really. You know, uh, different turns, different speeds, uh, you get your brain going. And yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, the more you do, the better you get, uh, you know, when you go to a different track, basically. Uh, you get used to, get used to uh, you know, every track, you, you just become better at, the, you know, seeing what you're going into. And, uh, you know, it, it relates. At least in my mind, uh, one track to the other. But So that's really cool. They got two tracks there. Um, in April, what do we got here? Um, 19th and 20th, we got Thunder Hill with fun track days. They're going to be on the Three Mile East track. And uh, track days, yarry yar. Uh, let's see here. Oops, track we're getting days. A call. We're getting a phone call. So I'll get back to you on the track days. Uh, but anyhow, um, let's see here. They're going to be uh, 26th at Button Willow. And I think they're going to do a different configuration as well, which is really, really cool. So. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. And, uh, you know, Dustin Cornier, uh, 
Coiner uh, actually runs it, and uh, really, really fun. Uh, they have two groups out there. So 30-minute uh, sessions each, and uh, like I said, track days will be out there on April 26th at Button Willow, which is really, really cool. And uh, I have more to tell you uh, to talk about that, uh, by the way. But uh, we got a guest calling in right now, and uh, uh, Milk Crate, we got someone on the line. Oh, uh, they're on. Hey, Brock, you out there? I'm here. <laughs> Welcome, uh, uh, listeners. We got Brock McAllister on the line with uh, Supermoto Schools and Supermoto USA. And uh, Brock, you're uh, on the line here with uh, Wade Boyd of Subculture Racing and uh, Milk Crate Brian. How you doing? Excellent. Hey, guys. Howdy. Nice to be part of it. Mm, howdy, howdy. Uh. Well, it's really exciting to hear, you know, have you on the show. You know, I've heard about Supermoto USA over the years, and, uh, you know, recently on Facebook, uh, I've seen your Supermoto schools, and uh, we're just starting up the year here with Racers Alley and trying to get uh, uh, all the industry folks out there, track days, uh, racers, and schools, uh, get information, uh, schedules uh, to let our listeners know what's going on. And uh, so uh, can you explain what's going on? Well, I'll, I'll do the best I can. You know, we're still – dealing with some of the, the fallout of, of the COVID restrictions that, that, you know, set us back a little bit for racing and, and also the instruction because a lot of the places we go to were over-regulated, I guess. But I started doing some stuff, more dirt training. Um, I've got a track at my house up here in Northern California that we've been steadily grooming over the last 20 years and, and turned into a pretty nice facility. So we do stuff out here almost every weekend. But I still do a lot of the uh, supermoto stuff when, when we can get out to the tracks. And we've got plans to be out at Sonoma three times this year. Um, I've got three dates secure, and we'll do a school on the Saturday along with some open practice. And then the regular Supermoto USA racing on Sunday along with uh, the mini road racing groups because it's kind of become a, a very formidable segment to the, to the supermoto, you know, kart track stuff. Uh, the mini moto, mini road racers are coming out enforce on the ovales and stuff so we're we're including those guys and, and girls in the in the schedule yeah so the mini the mini moto road racing uh those those are uh, i guess the advanced pocket bikes that type of thing they do in the little kart tracks yeah exactly you know it, it started out where they would just modify their kx65s or xr50s or whatever but now you can purchase the ovale and the, the ko and, and there's a tionda there's a handful of imports in uh, 125cc on up to 190cc uh, machines that are actually pretty cool. They're, they're real mini road racers with a, a, a decent chassis and, and good little motors. And they can cut a pretty fast lap time with, with a talented rider around a go-kart track. Wow. Nice. They're not going to go head-to-head with a, a 450 Supermoto bike, but they're going to they're gonna cut some pretty fast lap times. Well, if you're a kid, imagine, uh, you know, I mean, when we were kids, we had a little bit of different <laughs> ways to start out. But uh, nowadays, if you can go to a course, get some leathers and a little little road race bike, I imagine that's a whole lot of fun. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, as far as the supermoto bikes, uh, you run a school. Uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, you have a course. Uh, as far as the school goes, do you do it on your own private land or do you do it at like a – Road race courses like Sears Point or Stockton Fairgrounds, that type of thing? Yeah, so well, we've been doing the, the school since 2005. I started I started the uh, Supermoto Race Series in 2000, and, and really the schools kind of came about because we started getting a lot of inquiries from people that were interested in, in getting involved in Supermoto but just didn't know 
really, you know, what to do or where it came from. Uh-huh. So, you know, I finally said, hey, let's just let's just do a class and, and you know educate some of these people, give them give them some insight to what's going on and, and some of the fundamentals, and and it just took off from there. I mean. Uh, we started getting big groups, and, and we would always do them along with our racing. In other words, if it was a you know weekend race, we'd have a Friday or a Saturday school. Um, I put together a fleet of Honda CRF-150s and 230s. Nice. So we actually started out with XR100s initially, and then uh, one year we had we had KTM sponsorship, and we had 450s and 560s available. Uh, but we, we quickly learned that that wasn't really an ideal machine for, for the average rider. Uh-huh. So... We went, went with these 150, 230 platform, and it's just it's, it's just a, a perfect machine for it. We, we modify it with the right wheels and tires, and then uh, anybody can get on one of these things and ride it. If you have a little bit of experience, that's all it takes. But you can be a, you know advanced pro level rider that's been riding all your life and get out there and have fun. And uh, they allow you to push the envelope, you know, a little bit more and slide the bike without as much fear. Uh-huh. Um, so we. Uh, we started out doing it at the uh, supermoto tracks that we would attend, which was the Stockton Fairgrounds in the beginning and, and Sonoma or Sears Point. Um, there's a track in Atwater we used to go to regularly. We, we visit the track up in Redding, California each year. Uh, in fact, we'll have four events up there this year. Uh, we built some tracks at Thunder Hill as well, you know, all asphalt stuff. Um, but the track I've got at my house is more, more dirt track stuff, and, and it's really what um, we started out doing. Back in the day, we had J.D. Beach and Cameron Bobier and, and Bobby Fong and some of the other, uh, you know, talented young racers come out here and, and train with my son and I, and because we had the location to do it. Nice. And uh, it's just proven to be a real formidable way to, you know, get going, get started, and, and make improvements in your in your riding or your racing. You know, depending on um, your level, we've got kind of a, a proven approach to to uh, success. Nice. That that is great. And you, you mentioned earlier you have you have the bikes. You have 150s and 230 XRs, which are excellent motorcycles. Like you mentioned, uh, for our listeners out there, you know they're a motocross bike. They're they're light. Uh, they're narrow. Uh, they're not too intimidating. Uh, men or women could get on it easily, and it's something you can grow into and get into faster. And uh, Brock, my question is, uh, uh, you mentioned earlier, uh, do you also have uh, riding gear, helmets, uh, boots, or is that something that uh, someone brings along with them? Well, you know, a lot of people have their own gear, but we work with mostly street riders for one reason or the other. It seems to be the people that, that have interest. And so I've, I've, you know, accumulated lots of gear over the years. Uh, it's mm-hmm. kind of mismatched in some cases, but I've probably got 15 or 20 helmets and, and at least that many boots and, and other riding gear. So we can, we can always, you know, help somebody out when they need it. I don't charge to, to use the gear. You know, we just loan them with stuff and they give it back at the end of the day uh so we can pretty much take anybody in fact there's a guy flying in this weekend from pennsylvania and he's not going to bring his gear so i've got him set up with everything he'll need to uh you know to get on track with us nice yeah that that yeah. makes a difference and you know i remember a million years ago uh, uh 90 or so uh keith code school you know they supplied the helmet leathers boots or whatever but uh you know once you went out there first thing you did after the end of the day was go out and buy your own gear because you knew you were going back so i think uh, that's a nice choice for someone to to see if they actually like it or not and then from there they can invest uh in gear as well as you know in the future a bike that type of thing yeah great point you know it, it really i've seen it play out that way as well where they they borrow the gear the first time out and then you see them again in three weeks and they, they come showing up with new alpine star gears or something and and it's uh, it's not untypical so uh you know when i started road racing back in the 
um, the late 80s, early 90s, there was no track days, right? Yeah, I mean, the only exactly. place you could go back then was you, you could go to Keith Coach School. And and I and it was my first one that I attended. It was about the same time he wrote the book, uh, Twist of the Wrist. And, um, and I think I had to borrow gear that year as well. So, uh, of course, I bought leathers after that, but uh, it's all good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, I, I did the same thing. And, uh, you know, what's really, really nice is that you're, you're able out there to uh, have all that. That's just one less thing for someone to think about. I mean, I'm sure, you know, if you're a newbie, there's a, there's a whole lot out there to, to think about, especially being on the dirt, sliding, that type of thing. So it's really, really nice that way. And uh, as far as your, 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 your uh, supermoto school and stuff, I mean, is it solely you or do you have backup instructors? Do you, does it depend on the size of the, uh, the classes, uh, that type of thing? Yeah, exactly. We tend to kind of have a six-to-one student-to-instructor ratio. And sometimes it might be as little as three-to-one, but I'll never go more than – you know, five or six people that, that all teach on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son, you know, Gage, who's a multi-time national champion, helps me a lot. Uh, and, and we've had lots of guest instructors over the years. In fact, guys like Brian Bartlow and some of the other guys, Tyler O'Hara, that have kind of started their own training, uh, kind of got their start through attending my stuff as students initially and then as, like, guest instructors uh, later on. And, and so we uh, – uh, I've got some great pictures that we've, you know, collected over the years with – uh, Cameron Gibbs, and like I said before, Bobby Fong and Cameron Bobier and uh, Joey Pasquarella uh, has helped us in the past, and uh, some of the Supermoto guys, Mickey Diamond and Casey Arl. So when we've got a big group, I always bring in a couple of uh, guest uh, instructors, uh, give them a little bit different approach, because a lot of the stuff that's being done with, with American Super Camp and Mitch Oliver's Mystery School is not any different than, than the kind of stuff we do. It's, it's all fundamental-based, um, yeah. but really try to, try to provide an experience that, that's fun, and, and also beneficial, uh, my focus is really always on improving the confidence of the riders, giving them a chance to, to sort of push the envelope and, and get outside their comfort zone, uh, but in a safe way where people stay on the bike and don't hurt themselves. Exactly. I mean, you want them to come back. Last thing you want is, a, you know, get a little bruised and, uh, you know, feel all sour about it. So that's, that's really, really cool that you're able to do that. And, you know, it helps to have kind of a big name, so to speak. It's always nice to, you know, Hey, you know, I met so and so this weekend, and he, you know, was able to help me go around the track quickly. You know, that's that's part of the deal, I think, as far as you know, uh, track days and stuff like that. If you meet folks that are are, are good, they have names. You know, uh, it gives you confidence, and it gives you kind of a hope to maybe someday I can do that, that type of thing. So I, I think that helps out a great deal. Totally, and it, it certainly you know sells more seats to those classes. Well, sometimes they just want to be amongst the celebrities and stories and, and a lot of it is we you know storytelling and um and then just you know the obvious coaching that goes into it is we give everybody a chance to kind of get out there and, and just acclimate to the bike and the surroundings and, and, the, and the you know the surface that we've got and then we we start to critique things and give them the, the basics and uh keeping it fun it's uh i've always said that if you can't enjoy what you're doing it's hard to improve and it's hard to um you know get to the next level if you're not enjoying yourself so if you get too tense or too intimidated uh, it's easy to uh, tense up, and you want to be loose and relaxed when you do this sort of thing. Truly, you don't want to go backwards. Uh, you know, Wade always says to me, you better have fun out there, Alex. And, you know, that's, that's a big deal. If you're not smiling, then something's going wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> right on. Uh, Wade, you got any questions on this? Uh, no, you're doing fine. That's awesome. Uh, as far as uh, uh, bikes go and, and as far as the racing goes, uh, you mentioned, you know, uh, Earlier, the, the smaller class with the, the road race bikes, uh, 
as far as the larger CC bikes, what 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 CC levels of bikes do they have for that? Well, we offer up to 650 CC limits, basically. But on the go kart tracks and on the the tracks that are you know sized about the same, where they're roughly a half mile in length, uh, five eighths of a mile, give or take, it's you're never going to get around the track faster than what a 450 can. I mean, a talented rider, uh, a 450 CC machine is really the premier machine. Um, when AMA National Series started, they had an open class that was, you know, dominated by KTM 560s and the Aprilia 550s. And and even though the bike is noticeably faster, it just doesn't circulate the track quicker than a 450. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say the majority of the bikes, supermoto bikes that attend the races, are 450s. Um, there's okay. obviously a segment for the 250s and then smaller bikes. Uh, we have what's called the adult mini class, and it's had different names over the years, but uh, it's CR85s and, you know, uh, 85cc two-strokes uh, along with the 150R uh, Honda four-stroke, and then we allow up to 230cc air-cooled four-strokes. So that's a great class. You have to be at least 16 years or older, and we've got guys out there that are in their 50s and 60s that are, are just having a blast on these little bikes. And, and they're surprising as well. I mean, around the Sonoma go-kart track, for example, uh, they're only a couple seconds off of, you know, say the amateur guys on 450. So um, another real popular and fun segment is that adult mini class. Well, that sounds great because I happen to know, I think, a 60-year-old or something <laughs> here with a two-stroke 80, I think. No, it's a 100. Yeah, well, you're a lot of two-stroke 100? Well, I'll tell you what, Wade, we uh, – we bumped the displacement on that class to 110 cc's a couple of years ago because there was some, but basically we didn't like uh, having to catch people cheating, so we found a way around it. We just increased the displacement so we didn't have to worry about it. But oh. um, yeah, 100 cc two-stroke is a pretty formidable machine, or, or certainly can be. And you know, I want to comment on one thing too. You were, you were saying how Wade always tells you to have a good time. Well, you know, all the times I've seen Wade Boyd at a, at a motorcycle race, I, I think the first time was up <laughs> at, at the Donner Hill Climb way back in the day, and. <laughs> um, and of course, it's the Sacramento Mile and road racing, and I know you do the Alaman, but I've never seen you without a smile on your face. I'm sure you have your moments, but uh, yeah, I sure try not to. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and that's true. You know, it's a, what, a wonderful thing about being part of subculture is uh, you know always catching those smiles, which is great. And boy, you know, uh, now that we know that he can race that, uh, we've been wondering where to race that little two-stroke for quite a, quite a while yeah, now. It's totally stock. It just sits there. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to have to hit you up and uh, get a couple of dates down, and uh, Wade and I are going to have to come down and visit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that'd be great. I'd, I'd love to have you guys out, you know, whether it's on the dirt or the asphalt. And um, we're not expected out at the Sonoma track until our first event scheduled in July, and then we've got one in September and one in October. So that's when the racing will kick off. And assuming that everything goes well with, with the COVID restrictions, we should – we should have our first race this year in May, and we've almost always got at the first race a school or a track day that accompanies that weekend. Um, it's a bit of a drive, I know. It's just a, a few miles past Thunder Hill, but if you get a chance, the, the Reading track is one of the funnest. Um, it's a little bit bigger than most. It's got lots of different configurations and, and a combination of some fast, fast speed uh, <coughs> sections and some real tight technical stuff as well. Nice. Okay, good to know. And uh, yeah, we're we're gonna we'll, we'll we'll talk about that and see if we can definitely make a trip because uh, sounds like a lot of fun and get out there and have to uh, no go around in circles. Yeah, we gotta do. We don't care what which way it goes. <laughs> Just go that way. <laughs> you right can on. turn right and left. Is what you're saying. Yeah. 
well, Brock, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get a hold of you in a, in, you know, uh, in a week or so, and l let me get your schedule so I can uh, relay them to our listeners. And, uh, yeah, definitely get some information from you so, see, so hopefully we can get out there and uh, go have some fun. Yeah, sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'll, uh, I'll text you over or shoot you a copy of the, the uh, pro forma schedule. It's subject to some tweaks at this point. but uh, And then we've got an announcement we probably won't be able to make until after April 1st, but there's some exciting stuff that's going to be coming back to Northern California this year, and it uh, looks like Supermoto USA will be a part of it. So um, maybe I could get back on in the coming weeks and talk about that as well. That'll be awesome. And, uh, Brock, you're always welcome to call in or shoot me uh, any messages. I'll relay them. Uh, you have the phone number, uh, and uh, yeah, for sure, definitely come back. Right on, Alex. Thanks, All right. guys. Appreciate All right. It. Thank right you. on. Cheers, cheers. <laughs> right on, right on. No great. What do we got going? Uh, we got a little Pixies to close us out. We got anybody else calling in? No, I'm going to close a little early because I got to go get a pizza before they close. Ooh, Ooh it's all raining. Reason? That's my treat. So let's get on some pixie, Pixies. Yeah, yeah the Pixies. And, uh, I will uh, get back to you shortly to close out the show. Thank you uh, very much, Brock McAllister with Supermoto School, Supermoto USA, for being our guest. Yeah, we are. All right. Right on. Right on. on right on welcome back to racers alley here at mutiny radio in the heart of the mission let's see here thank you very much for calling in uh, all motorsports uh, flagging john b huggins and uh, brock McAllister of uh, 
Supermoto Schools in Supermoto USA, and uh, got a lot of great information. Oh. And uh, yeah. here we are. So uh, anyhow, um, boy, wait, we got anything until uh, next week? I guess uh, we'll have a menu from Berliner Berliner next week, and uh, hopefully yeah. uh, hear about some good uh, AFM racing. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Candy Plates. Oh yes, I looked. Into yeah, Candy Plates, and then who else we got? Um, um, how about George Leonard, our Irish connection? Ah, uh, yes. I've been getting some Facebook messages from him. One of these days, got to answer the phone on him. <laughs> Next time he calls in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And thank you for all the updates, George. That's really cool. So, uh, yeah. Well, uh, thank you for listening to Racer's Alley here at Mutiny Radio. We're going to shut down a little early today so I can go get me a slice of pizza. And a uh, big shout-out to Daytona 200 winner, uh, Brandon uh, Posh. Uh, second place was uh, Sean Dylan Kelly. Third place, Tyler O'Hara. A big shout-out for me to Michael Barnes. Uh, he's uh, 52, near my age, so it gives me a shit ton of hope on that one. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and uh, Danny uh, Eslick is uh, out there as well. Rocco Landers, Jeff May. Uh, let's see here. Again, need my glasses. Uh, Teague Hobbs, Brian Jones. And uh, let's see. From Europe, we had uh, Max Flanders and uh, topping out the top ten. And number 11, Michael Dunlop, which I heard uh, had a little bit of a – Teething problems, but he was able to finish the race in the end overall, yeah. which is really, really cool. So we uh, got him finished. We got him finished, and hopefully see him next year and uh, roundabout. So uh, I'm sure you're going to see him again. <laughs> he's going to go. He's going to go home. Both those banks, these banks. <laughs> yeah, I've never done the banks. Nothing about the bank. Addictive. It's so nice <laughs> and so fast, and he had somebody to race with, which is cool. Yeah. All right. So welcome back uh, to Mutant Radio, and we will, I guess, be here next Thursday. <laughs> All right, Thursday, Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. Cheers, cheers. Thank you for listening to Racer's Alley. Right on, Milk Bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought-provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. FM. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Are you tired? The crops are all in. And the peaches are rotten, the oranges are packed in the creosote dumps. They're flying them back to the Mexican border to save all their money, Good. then wait back again. Good morning, mutineers. This is the Bee, and you're listening to Labor and Love Radio on mutinyradio.fm. Just the same. They died in the hills and they died in the valleys. Some went to heaven without any name. Goodbye to my one, goodbye, Rosalita. Adios, mi amigo, Jesus y Maria. You won't have a name when you 
Some of us are illegal and others not wanted. Our work contracts out and we have to move on. 600 miles to the Mexican border. They chase us like rustlers, like outlaws, like thieves. Good morning, everyone. This is the Labor and Love Show. Welcome to you. Two days past goes 18, on, huh? he was waiting for and the bus and his army green sat down in a Washington. cafe there, gave his order to a girl with a bow it's in her hair. He's a little shy, power. so she give him a smile, and he said, would you mind sitting down for a while and talking to me? I'm feeling a little low. She said, I'm off in an hour, and I know where we can go.
One Friday night at a football game, the Lord's Prayer said in the anthem, sang a man said, folks, would you bow your heads for a list of local Vietnam vets? Crying all alone under the stands was a piccolo player in the marching band and one named Red, and nobody really cared. But a pretty little girl with a bow in her head. I cried, never gonna hold the hand of another. 
kitchen might live in a dome. Okay, Eddie James there, and you know you got to serve somebody. Good morning, everyone. This is the B. Welcome to Labor and Love Radio on Mutiny Radio and MutinyRadio.fm. Coming at you this morning from 2781 21st Street in the 
Mero Mero, the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco. This is the show where we tell you like it is. If one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. If you don't have a seat at the table, the negotiating table that is, wherever you work, you're probably on the menu. And never but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. And when I say labor, I mean you. Good morning, everybody. We had uh, our opening set there. Started out, of course, with deportees. Deportees by the highwaymen. Highwaymen. None other than Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. Quite a group there. Johnny Cash singing lead there on Just Deportees. Much more about that in a bit. We had, Then we had Traveling Soldier by the Dixie Chicks about to the fact that every day somewhere American troops are involved in wars. Every day. This is for those soldiers who are out there and also to get them back home. Wars where workers of one class shoot down workers of another class. Thin out the possibility of resistance to capitalism. And last we had Etta James. Queen of the Blues, gotta serve somebody. The Bob Dylan classic reminds us that yes, your indecision, your hesitation, serve someone. By just standing around, you're rushing backwards. Okay, now I remarked about that case. We're talking about that case of uh, deportees. And this is the song, of course, relates the fact that even though <clears throat> these people have come to the United States and worked, you know, they're uncelebrated. No one remembers them. Just barely their names, and other than that, they'll be just deportees. The song was written by Woody Guthrie and popularized by Pete Seeger. Since then, it's been recorded by virtually everybody. Uh, in the, certainly in the country and western genre. Um, anyway, a Chicano writer named Tim Z. Hernandez decided that, yeah, that wasn't good enough. He wanted to go and find out who these people were. This is part of a uh, 